This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We're in Exodus chapter 29 and we're in a passage that deals with ordaining Aaron and his sons. And uh, you need to understand what the word ordain means. The word ordain means to set apart, meaning meaning that you're a part of the flock. And then God sets you apart for a certain service to him, a certain ministry. Now, ordination is very important. Kings were ordained. Priests were ordained. By the way, prophets were not ordained. Prophets were called by God. And they operated out in the public, and they did ministry out in the public. And they didn't have an ordination, but they were a powerful part of God's work in the world. And to be set apart by God is an important task. And I'm going to read. I'm going to read to you <clears throat> from verse four, where we ended last week, all the way down uh, to uh, the end of verse nine. And I'm going to show you that. There's an important there's an important aspect to God setting you apart, and ultimately, by the way, that's the whole reason uh, that God has left us here is to use us to glorify Him. So He sets He He takes our unique aspects of who we are, His gifting of who we are, His word, and He sets us apart to do ministry, to do to be His hands and feet, to be the body of Christ in the world. And so everybody has a role. Every member, a minister, everybody has a ministry that God has given them to do. And so I think it's important when we come to this passage that's talking about taking Aaron and his sons, which was a priestly ministry, by the way, and you go, I'm not a priest. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You're a priest. You, you can't get past that. You can't try to separate yourself from the service of God by saying, I'm not this or I'm not that. You are. You're all the things that God has been using and calling. So many times in the book of the Revelation, he, he, he just, all the time, several times, he sets aside this group of people and, and he says, the practice of the Nicolaitans, which I hate. And Nico means to rule and laitan means the regular people or, or the people of the body or, or the laity of the church. He says, I hate the practice of ruling over the Nicolaitans by what was and is today in many ways a priestly class that that believes that for some reason they're more important or they ought to be more more important than than the people in the church and i'm gonna tell you i deal with uh, a lot of pastors i'm around a lot of pastors the main frustration of a pastor is there are some pastors that want to rule their body okay but most of the pastors i deal with are pastors who want to who want their body to get to doing what god has called them to do and they don't want to rule over them they just sure to help them become what they need to be 
And and so many times with congregation congregates people who come to church, they don't become what God wants them to be. They don't take on places of service. They're not ministers in the world. They're they just sit on the bench. They sit in the seat and they don't become. And and the reason I want you to become is not because it's going to grow a church or it's going to be this or that. It's because that's what you were made for. And you can't really feel the fulfillment of God. You can't have the peace of God. You can't have the purpose of God. If you're in your life all the time sitting on the sidelines of the work of God, you can't do that. So he says, then bring Aaron and his sons to the entrance of the tent of meeting. And do what? Wash them with water. Take the garments and dress Aaron with the tunic, the robe, the ephod itself, and the breastpiece. Fasten the ephod on him by its skillfully woven waistband. Put the turban on his head and attach the sacred emblem on the turban. Take the anointing oil and anoint him by pouring it on his head. Bring his sons and dress them in tunics and fasten caps on them. Then tie the sashes, sashes on Aaron and his sons. The priesthood is theirs by lasting ordinance. Then you shall ordain Aaron and his sons. You go, well, why'd you read that so fast, Pastor? This is why, because it's real easy. First of all, where'd they start out? At the tent of meeting. Could they have dressed themselves somewhere else with all this stuff? Yeah, physically they could, but spiritually they couldn't. You got to be at church. You got to be in the body for to be able to be put on these important garments that God <clears throat> has given us to wear, to the 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 turban that's the helmet of salvation it's the word of god working on our mind making us making us understand who he is you can you can do that on your own but what we do in the morning when we do these bible studies i'm just giving you little tidbits i'm giving you little nuggets of information but when we come together as the body that's when god sinks his word deep inside of you when the worship is going on when the word is being proclaimed and when the holy spirit is working on the body. That's what's going on in a worship service, and it can't be done anywhere else. That's why he said, bring them to the tent of meeting. He didn't say get them dressed at their own tent and then bring them over here once they're dressed. What did he say? Bring them to the tent of meeting because in order to put these garments on the right way and to put them on in a way that's going to be powerful and useful for them and for everybody else, the only way for that to happen is at the tent of meeting. You got to be there. You got to choose to be where God is moving and God's working and the way God, and you go, can't God do it? When you start asking questions, can't God do it some other way? That's fine. Remember, Jesus did that in the garden. That's fine, but when you realize that he wants you to do it this way because this is his plan, you got to be like Jesus in the garden and say, but not my will, thy will, okay? You you need to understand that God has a way of doing this that is 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 fulfilling of his purposes, and one of the ways he does this is he puts on your priestly garments. He prepares you for your ministry. He prepares you for your fulfillment, by the way. You're fulfilling the fullness of his grace and mercy by faith. By walking in that grace and mercy through faith, he does that in the context of his people and in the context <clears throat> of his church. That's the way he does it, and he can't do it any other way. And you can say, can't God do it while I'm in a boat on the lake? The answer is, God theoretically possibly could do it on a boat in the lake, but he didn't say do it that way. So is he going to do it on a boat in the lake when he told you to come to the entrance of the tent of meeting? The answer is no, he's not. 
he told you to be at the tent of meeting and you were at the boat landing. That those are not the same places. You can't say that I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna meet God out on the lake when he said meet him at the tent of meeting. You can't Jesus when he was dealing with God on the most important issue. We've been through Calvary now, and we just got through with the resurrection Sunday services. We've he's come out of the grave. Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, before he was ever arrested that night, he said, if it's possible, let this cup pass for me, meaning I want it to be a different way than I perceive your plan to be. And if it's possible, could you do that different plan? But then he said, but not my will, but thine will, meaning if this is the plan and there's no other plan, then I'm going to do the plan. And I'm telling you, for you to be equipped and prepared for ministry and for service in the kingdom of God. And for you to be the holy priesthood that he's made us to be. For us to walk in the airship that we have, meaning we're co-heirs with Christ. You understand we, we're co-heirs with him. That means he's a king and we're co-heirs with him. We're joint co-heir rulers with him in his kingdom. We're a priesthood of believers, meaning we have we he's the high priest and we are his priests. So we're kings and priests. And then as far as the world's concerned, when we go out in the world, we're prophets in the world, meaning we're foretellers. We're the ones telling them the good news of Jesus Christ. So we're preaching the good news of Jesus Christ with our lives, with our words of encouragement, with our giftings, with our calling. We're going out there and we're being, like I said earlier, the feet and hands of God in the world. In order for that to happen, it it must initiate and take place in the context of the tent of meeting. You got to come to where the people are. That's the way he says do it. And then they put on all these garments, all these preparations. We've already been through. You can go to back, go to Bible studies in the past and read as we've studied through and talked about and looked at all what each one of these garments represent and how they represent an aspect of our equipping by God for service, our equipping by him for being a spirit-filled, Bible-believing, powerful, grace-giving Christian. Those, the, the, these, each one of these aspects of the garment, aspects of his outfit that he wears as a priest, represents some aspect of him having God's calling and having God's anointing and power, different aspects of it. You got to do it at the tent of meeting. You got to put it on at the tent of meeting. And then he anoints him with oil. That's a picture of the power of the Holy Spirit. Once you do all that, verse 7, it says, anoint him with oil. That's putting, that's setting him apart. That's washing him in the power of the Holy Spirit because he's prepared. He's been put in the right positions. He says, bring his sons and dress them in tunics and fasten caps on them. And, and notice this priesthood is not just a single priesthood for Aaron. It's going to be a lasting priesthood that lasts on. You've got the priesthood of Melchizedek with Abraham, and now you've got the priesthood of Aaron. You've got two two lines of priesthood, okay? And <clears throat> understanding that's important because as Aaron is a priestly class, so we are a priestly class. Now we're in the line of Melchizedek, but the same, the way that we become those priests, the way God sets us apart for the priesthood is the same. It's the same. Jesus is the great high priest. And God set him apart for the priesthood. I love to eat, and I say this all the time as we're studying through Scripture and we run across one of these passages. I love it. So it's just a little comment that the Bible says all the time. It says, and Jesus went 
he went to the tabernacle, or uh, not the tabernacle, he, he went to the tent of meeting, the, the place where they were, my mind is just going blank, it's not the tabernacle, it's not the tent of meeting, it's not the temple, it is the local place where they met, the local church. I can't believe my mind's just gone blank on that. Anyway, it's the local church. It's the, it's the local place where the Jewish people went to meet and, and study and praise God. It says he went there as was his custom, meaning that's what he did. That's how he did it. That's how he did that all the time. He went there all the time because that was his custom. Now, if it was necessary and important that he do that, isn't it necessary and important whether he do with that? I think so. I think so. And in order for the things that we do, and the things that we see in our lives that have to do with God's kingdom, in order for that to be its fullest, in order for it to have its most power, and for it to for it to go down from this generation, down generations to generations to follow, in order for that to take place, in order for that to take place, we've got to we've got to do it the way God's told us to do it. And so they were set apart for service. They were set apart for God's ministry. They were set apart for God's call. And that's how it's done. You got to do it in the body. You got to do it with the clothing that God has told us to put on. You've got to do it in a certain way that, that causes the power of the Holy Spirit to fall down upon you. That's obedience. That's faith. That's born of obedience. Okay. It's an obedience that's not obedience for obedience sake. It's obedience because faith has initiated it. I heard God. I believed God. I acted upon what he said. And if we do that, we are a holy priesthood. We have that purpose. And I'm not just talking about the pastors. I'm not just talking about the elders or the deacons or whoever's the leadership of your church. I'm not just talking about them. You have a call. You have an anointing. You have a purpose for being and you and that call is just as important as anybody else. If anybody else is in the kingdom of God, and you need to be about that call because you make a difference in the world you live in. You make a difference in you are prophets in the world. You are priests in the church. You are a king in world history under Christ. And you ought to see yourself that way and do things that prepare you to walk in it. I pray you will. I expect you will. What a great Resurrection Sunday we had yesterday. Probably one of the biggest crowds we've ever had. We're, we're very excited about what God's going to be doing here in the spring and in the summertime. We've got a lot of big things going on. I expect you to be a part of it. Uh, I expect you to show up and, and gain the things that God has for you to gain from it and give the things that God has to you, for you to give to be a part of it, and I pray that that you will continue to grow in your walk and see the anointing and the power of God at work in your life. I pray for that uh, regularly, and I hope that uh, you will seek it out. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.